Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Uniquely Designed Talk Radio with your host, certified life coach, international speaker, and author, Nayshawn Turner. Uniquely Designed Talk is all about encouraging, motivating, inspiring, and empowering you to redesign your life to achieve your personal and professional goals and dreams. So get ready to experience your moment of transformation as you listen to Nayshawn and her guests on Uniquely Designed Talk. Welcome to Uniquely Designed Talk, the Total Empowered Woman Radio Show. Hi, I'm your host, Nishan Turner, founder and CEO of Uniquely Designed Coaching and the creator of the Total Empowered Woman Experience. And I just want to wish everyone a awesome morning, Monday morning. I'm so excited here on the East Coast. It's beautiful. It's got that little fall weather in the air. But I hope that you're enjoying your morning or your evening or wherever you are in the world today. And I thank you for joining the show today. But before we get started, I just want you guys to know how to connect with us. You can connect with me on my website at nashonturner.com. Or, of course, you can connect with me on Facebook by just typing in Nashon Turner Uniquely Designed Coaching. And you know we're on, on Twitter, so you can hit me up there. Just put in the at symbol, Nashon underscore Turner. Listen, I want you guys to call your friends, text somebody, Facebook them, and tell them they don't want to miss today's show, especially if they are single and waiting for Mr. Right. That's right. If you're waiting for Mr. Right, you don't want to miss today's show. So listen, just log on to Blog Talk Radio, type in Uniquely Designed Talk, and then click the link button, and guess what? You will be live on the air with me and my guests. And if you want to join into the conversation, all you have to do is call into the show. Just dial 646-478-0983. That's 646 478-0983. All right. Well, you know what? On today's show, we're going to be talking about being happily single while preparing for Mr. Right God's Way. And you're going to, we're going to be talking about that with my guest, Alfie Pittman. And, but before I bring Alfie on, I want to ask you ladies a, a question. All right. Now, I know you guys are all waiting for Mr. Right, but do you find that you have tried everything you know how to do in dating and you're still single? I mean, you know, I'm sure you said, what's up with that, right? Well, my guest, Alfie Pittman, author of How to Go from a Hot Single Mess to Ready for God's Best, wrote this book for single women who desire marriage and are ready to date to marry God's way. So I just want you guys to get ready because we're about to go on a journey as she share with all of us how you do just that. But before I bring her on, let me just share a little bit about Alfie. Alfie is currently an active-duty naval officer who traveled the world and lives abroad and have lived abroad. This is her second book, the book that I just mentioned, How to Go from 
a hot single mess to ready for God's best is really for single women, as I mentioned before, who are ready to date in a way that leads to marriage. She also has a singles community at authorofmyfaith.com, which is designed to be a safe place for single Christian women to discuss life and dating issues. So I am so excited to bring her on, everybody. Listen, Alfie, I just want to welcome you to Uniquely Designed Talk. I'm so glad to have you on the show. Good morning to you. Good morning, Nation. I'm happy to be here. And just listening to you, is it put a smile on my face. Not that I didn't already have a smile, but it made it bigger. So thank you for having me. <laughs> That's great. I mean, I, I've known you for several, several years, and uh, and we haven't talked in a while, but I'm so proud of what you're doing and how you're touching the lives of single women everywhere with your book and, and the workshops that you do. And so I just want to jump right into to the show because our time is so limited, and this is such a juicy topic that so many of my single friends uh, want to know about, and, and I'm sure that many of your friends have, have had those discussions. So let's just get right into it. Listen, I know you, you have a book out, as I mentioned before, called How to Go from a Hot Single Mess to Ready for God's Best. So why did you write the book, and, and what can single women expect from reading this book? Well, I, I wrote the book. I, I went back through the book and pulled out different things. And in the beginning of the book, I, I had a dedication portion, and I said why I wrote the book. And in short, I wrote it for every single Christian woman who, after she poured her heart out, like, you know, frustrations and, like, even, you know, like, you know how the Bible says, confess your sins to one another, confessing things that they've done in the name of wanting something good, they were just told this pat, sometimes condescending and very hurtful answer, like, well, maybe you just have to get the singleness, or maybe it's just not in the car to you, maybe you just need to let that go. A lot of times, you know, that, that response comes from women who are married, who, like them, probably didn't do it the right way, but they still got blessed with what God, uh, with, with what they wanted, whether they were close to God or not. And so they're saying this to another woman who's like them, and instead of sharing things that can actually help them along the way, that's the response they get. So, you know, I, I can't share from the standpoint of being happily married with children. I wish I could, but, I, you know, that's not where I am at this season of my life. But I realize that I can share, you know, some of the mistakes that I've made and some of the mistakes that I've seen other single Christian women make in the effort to make the learning curve not as steep and to not have other single Christian women who might be older or younger or about the same age make the same mistakes I did. Absolutely. You know, but that is that is so good because I know, you know, having been married, I, I am married now and been married for 26 years happily. But you know what? I, I realized that as I talked to some of, some of my single friends that, you know, they don't want those pat answers. And so I have right. pulled away from, from trying to, to answer that question of singleness. You know, I don't know what that's like. I haven't known what that's like in 26 years. So, so I wanted to bring on someone who knows what that's like, to know what those issues are, those struggles 
uncles are. And I've had a lot of single friends say, you know, if the next person tell me Jesus is my husband, I'm going to slap them because I'm tired. <laughs> I am tired of hearing that. I'm tired of, you know, telling me, you know, just wait, just wait, oh, Lord. You know, when they have someone, some, some warm thighs in their bed. And, and so it's like, you know what? You guys don't understand. And so I realized the frustration. And, and so, you know, and I wanted to acknowledge that, you know, and to offer something to my single sisters to to let them know, you know, hey, um, you know, there there are answers and, and there's a community of support, you know, for you. And so that's why I wanted to bring you on the show so that you can share um, your insight and your wisdom on on going through this journey of singlehood onto your way to being married. So let me ask you this. What what have you found to be the greatest struggle for single women? I would say it's twofold. Uh, the first thing is lack of clarity and identity or, you know, basing your identity on things that are fleeting or things that are based on the opinions of others. For instance, um, you know, basing your identity on what you do for a living, that's – if you have a great career, that's fine, but what happens if you lose your job based off things that are, you know, out of your control? What happens mm-hmm. if you suffer some type of debilitating, debilitating disease or, you know, maybe you've had the disease for a long time and it took a, a, a wrong turn and now you can't work? So now you've based your entire identity off of something that was never meant to give you that. So I, I think for single Christian women particularly, obviously, your identity is rooted in Christ. And, you know, I, I, and again, like I just, you know, you hear the old folks say in church, I grew up in church, and the old folks would say things like that, you know, what you do for Christ will last, and, you know, your identity is found in Jesus Christ. But it's up to us to really dig into what things like that mean. And when you start reading the Bible for yourself, you see that it means that you recognize that you are a child of the Most High God. If you don't believe anything else, watch the Passion of the Christ and realize that you are someone that Jesus Christ, Holy Trinity, thought was worth dying for. And not just dying for, but he died a gruesome, bloody death on a cross. A lot of people don't understand that I didn't get it until I watched that movie. I know it sounds uh-huh. cliche, but I think sometimes you have to see things in a way to help you understand what it really means. And I still struggle with that sometimes. I know a lot of single Christian women still struggle with that. I think particularly if they didn't have a good father, if they had an abusive father, if they had an absentee father, it raises a lot of questions, and rightfully so, that make them think they're unworthy, that they have to reach for things like a career to, uh, you know, have a positive identity. So you have to step away from, you know, building your identity on things that were never meant to give you an identity. And no matter what's happening, whether it was traumatic, whether it was unfortunate, you have to believe what God says about you in his word and build your identity from that. That's the first thing I think a lot of single Christian women um, fall. You know, they, they build their identity on the wrong things. The second thing I think that's kind of rooted out of that is what you value. I think sometimes you're taught to value having a man who's a certain height or a certain way, he looks a certain way, he has a certain type of job. But one 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 woman, I, I asked this question. I, I did an interview not too long ago while I was doing radio interviews, and she was a very successful woman. So I asked her, I said, well, what do you recommend women who, again, you know, they base their identity off their careers or they're taught to value certain things? 
And so they make this constructive list of what they want in a man based off those things. What do you say to those women in terms of they're saying they can't find a man on their level? She said go by values. Go by the right values. You know, what do both of you believe about marriage? What do you believe about raising children? What do you believe about what it means to work hard? What do you believe about education? And go from there. Don't go by how much he makes, the type of job he has, or even his height. You might miss out on a really great husband because he's a couple inches shorter than you. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but you just you have to you have to really think about what your values are and I think even deeper with that, you have to figure out what what's a need versus a want and you have to not base your list just like you can't base your identity in something that's temporal or that you really kinda can't control. You know, you have to base your value system on what God says marriage is and what it was designed to do in your life and in the life of hopefully your your future husband. Well, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. You know, you said something that, um, you know, about identity and, and just to kind of go even a little bit further than, uh, than what you have mentioned about the value of our identity being in Christ, but also many single women I found um, feel that their identity is in their their spouse, and once they get a husband, yes. <laughs> then, you know, yes. that, that makes them who they are, and so you have to be kind of careful of that as well, you yes. know, because, again, our identity should only be rooted in Christ, you know, of who he says that we are, and then I, I thought that was really good when you said, you know, uh, we have that list, and I was going to bring that up in the, in the next question, you know, that list that we have, and, and how the, the, the other uh, young lady had told you that it's important to look at values. Look at values because you you've seen that 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 argument that's on you know on television and you see a lot of you know uh, high power successful women wondering why they can't find a man and that men are intimidated with their career but maybe it's not the career maybe it's the fact that we're not showing them that we need them if we feel like we can get the car and right. we can get the house and all of that and it's like then why do I need you and so there there uh, is this thing or perhaps this persona that comes out that okay I got all this so what can you bring to the table that I don't already have exactly. and so and if we're not looking deeper you know as you were saying earlier you know not just looking at material stuff and and what kind of career and how much he makes and and the out the out uh, outer appearance of this man but what are the value systems are they linked up you know are they uh uh as one you know uh in your values so that's that's really critical you know in knowing how to find Mr. Right you know what many single women that I've talked to and know have experienced or is experiencing this this extended season of singleness. I mean, they they're, they're there, and and they and, and you've listed in your book that this could be due to many things, like whether it's faulty beliefs or a closed and broken heart, or as we just talked about the list. Can you talk a little bit more about this? About you know being in that extended season of singleness and how that's impacting single women today. Sure. Uh, and again, I, I went back to the book and I, I pulled out two things that I wanted to to talk about in our time together today. And the the first thing that I wanted to talk about is unhealed wounds, especially mm-hmm. if it had to do around trauma. Because I'm noticing a lot of that. Like I'm I'm in, like I there was a season where I just I was in, it just seemed like I was always in the room. When, you know, someone was disclosing something traumatic that happened, and it happened years ago, 
And whether it was an isolated event or whether it happened over a span of time, you know, the young woman was maybe about 25 or older. And, you know, again, people are so quick to say that happens, so long ago and move on. But you can't move on if you don't know how to heal it or resolve it. And so the reason why I think that plays out with an extended season of singleness is because now you're acting out of that. You're starting to view people in a way where they're really not coming across. Maybe they are, but some people aren't. And that's the lens through which you view your life. And so you're stuck there. You're stuck there. You're stuck in relational patterns and habits that are taking you further away from your goal instead of bringing you closer to it. And then all the time you're thinking, well, something's wrong with me. I knew this was going to happen. I'm going to stay single for the rest of my life. And it just it's a vicious cycle that you don't know how to break out of. Um, so I, I would say to anybody, um, if you know that if, if you're willing to go through the healing process after you've had a traumatic event in your life, no matter how long ago it was, I promise you, I've spoken to women who come out on the other side of that. They talk about how it was night and day how they, you know, they got good counselors or they got good coaches, they got good mentors who were able to help them heal. They had, they were part of a community, and those people held them accountable, and they were compassionate, but they said, you know, you have to change this as part of your healing process or else you're going to stay stuck. So I would encourage or exhort anybody um, who listens now or in the future, just if you know that you are still struggling from something that happened, no matter how long it was, no matter how many times it happened, if you have the courage to do that, you I promise you will come out on the other side better for it. And you will more than likely move yourself closer to the goal. I don't like to say that you will do it because it's ultimately up to God, but you know, you increase your chances of getting what it is that you truly desire, which is a husband and a family. The second thing that I wanted to to target was who's in your ear and who's in your inner community. If you're a single woman, especially if you're over 30, um, you know, there's other challenges that come with that. You have to be careful who you let in your inner circle and in your ear. Now, don't don't go cutting your friends off because they're giving you bad advice. Don't don't do that because you're saying that's what I'm telling you to do. Don't be like, I see you said, no, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is sometimes you have to, Take stock of what people are telling you. For instance, if you are, like the Bible says, you know, right, the man fell down seven times and he got back up and he was still righteous. You know, if you are trying to do the right thing, you're going to church, you're str- you might be struggling, but you're struggling and trying to apply what you learn in church practically to your life. And you have a friend who's like you. She's also older and she's single, but she's not doing any of that. She's giving you advice on how to, quote, unquote, get a man. It's time to reevaluate that and not take that type of advice from her. She might be someone who's great to go to for other things in life, but mm-hmm. not when it comes to that. And you need to find someone who can, who's where you want to be. You don't go and find someone who's like you and they're still single and they're struggling, or they have a track record of divorces, not just one divorce, but multiple divorces, or who hates men and they're bitter because of all the things they've experienced. Partly may have been their fault. You go and find someone who's where you want to be, who's in, rooted in a happy uh, happy marriage with children and can tell you how to get there, who's open enough to tell you how to get there. So those are the two things, two things that I wanted to cover for today. 
Absolutely, and I think you are you are spot on with everything that you were talking about. You know, especially as you were talking about you know that that woundedness that that uh, may not be healed in the lives of, of some mm-hmm. women. And I have encountered a lot of women who have gone through some traumatic situations in their lives, and for the most part, that if that area is not healed then, you know, of course, it will show up again. And, and, and oftentimes yes. it can show up even when you get married and you wonder where did this stuff yes. come from because you've kind of, you know, suppressed it and put it down, but you never allowed yourself to get healed and to be made whole from those issues. So that becomes some baggage that you bring into the marriage that can impact um, the success of your marriage and the health of your marriage. And, and it's so important, as you said, too, to, to just really have the right kind of people speaking into your life, you know, people who mm-hmm. have the example of the life that you uh, desire to see God do uh, to duplicate in your life, you know, with a healthy relationship, healthy marriage, those kind of things, and, and so that you can ask those questions and get those answers and tips and tools that will help you to succeed. You know, for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to Uniquely Designed Talk, the Total Empowered Woman Radio, with my guest, Alfie Pittman, who is the author of How to Go from a Hot Single Mess to Ready for God's Best, which is a book for single women who are ready to date in a way that leads to marriage. And we've been talking about being happily single while preparing for Mr. Right God's Way. So, Alfie, uh, tell our listeners how they can connect with you. Sure, you can go to authorofmyface.com or afipitman.com, and you can also email me at afi, A-F-I, at authorofmyfacemen, and it's spelled M-I-N, dot com. Awesome, awesome. Well, you know what, I want to switch gears just a little bit, and let's talk about finding Mr. Right. I mean, who is he, and how do you know when you found him? So I, I talked about, like, I actually, when, when I, again, I pulled the book and I said certain things about who he is and who he's not. And one of the things that stood out to me when I went back through the book was he's not a unicorn. <laughs> and I don't know if other branches of yeah, I love that. do this, but I know in, yeah, it, in the Navy we say unicorn, is, especially, like, if it's a leader type person, like, you know they exist, but you never see them. So it's like they may as well, like, you know, not be who they are, yeah. but you know, you know they exist. But you know, whatever. And then it kind of it. It I I remembered, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was Elijah that was running from Jezebel, and he was just like, "Oh my God, just kill me now, God! Oh my God, she's gonna get me!" And then he started he started going off on God, and he was like, "Well, you know, there's nobody out here doing what you told him to. I'm the only one." And he was like, "No, there's like seven thousand of y'all. I need you to get back up." Do what it is that you do because you're not the only one. Keep going until you find them. So, you know, I, I said it to say that a lot of women, um, been there, done that. They they think, well, there's no good men out here anyway. That's why I'm so single. Oh. But, you know, it might just be a matter of, you know, you falling into a pity party and you stop doing the things that you know you should do. And, yeah, you're not meeting them, not because they're not there, but because you're just, you retreated into your cave and you've lost all hope and you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And mm-hmm. the, the second thing I think that's important for us to understand is something that I've had to learn, too, is that Mr. Right is not perfect. You know, I mean, we could have called him Mr. Perfect, we could have called him Mr. Everything, but we didn't. We said Mr. Right. 
You know, just because he's right. right for you doesn't mean that he's going to be perfect. Just because you're right for him doesn't mean that you're perfect. You have a lot of flaws, too, you know? Yes. So I, I think it's important to, to realize that he's going to come with imperfections and flaws. And as long as those aren't things where, you know, he's, he, he's hurting you, you know, mm-hmm. maybe he had some issues like you had. Maybe he had a traumatic childhood, but he's man enough to, to admit and go through the healing process, just like, you know, I encourage anyone else or, you know, any women to do that. If he's doing that and he's not hurting you and you believe in your heart that he's right for you, then don't hold his imperfections against him. And in the book I talked about how I found my church home. And it's a long story, but long story short, I got clear on what it is that I felt that I needed in a church home. And I was like, you know what, God, I don't know if I'm going to find that. You know, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to find a multicultural church in Virginia, like in the South. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know if that exists in the South. I didn't know any better, right? But I knew that it was what I wanted. And I knew that there was a certain type of community atmosphere that I wanted. And I narrowed it down to about five good things that I knew that I needed and wanted in a church home. And I found it. And even through that process, like, I was like, okay, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was able to check off the little list of little things that I wanted, but I don't know about these people. I don't know them. And God kept giving me confirmation after confirmation that, you know, this is where you need to be. You got what you wanted. What else do you want? So, you oh. know, when, when you're able to really assess the man, not based off, you know, like a spirit encounter from God or anything like that, but if you're clear on what it is that you want and they're practical, you know, take that as a good sign that this could work out and just keep your eyes and ears open and and really um, just just really assess, you know, from value systems, is this guy really going to be the right fit for you? Absolutely, absolutely. And it's so important. I mean, you said it, you know, that, you know, Mr. Right is not Mr. Perfect. You know, none of us are perfect. Right. And so we do need to have a realistic view of when we're encountering Mr. Right, you know, so that we won't miss him. You know, because if we got this this long right. list of how he has to be and he doesn't meet, you know, all of those, you know, you can't check off the block everything, then we could miss, you know, the right person for us. And so that's that's really, really important. Um, you know, you mentioned in your book the mistakes that we only have a few more minutes, but I want to get this question. You mentioned in your book the mistakes that single women make in dating relationships. And I think you just kind of shared a few of them with us. But what, what are some of the real-life strategies that you can help women who are single to remain content where they are but ready for the right man? Because I know some of the mistakes can be, you know, I think you mentioned too about um, in, right. in your book about celibacy and all of that, and sometimes women feel like, well, i got to do this, or because maybe they've been sexually active before um, they they um, gave their life to the Lord, and so it's that's a struggle that they may have. But, but what are some of the real-life strategies you can give women to, to help them to maintain that contentment, you know, during that, that time of maybe even being sexually frustrated or, um, or trying to stay focused on the Lord and growing in their relationship with God and, and or, or their career and all these things until that person comes their way? I think, number one, be honest. Um, contentment goes in, goes in cycles. There are times you can just be really discontented. But just be honest about that. And, you know, if you're living in community, if you have a mentor, those are people who um, can encourage you through that and keep you from making mistakes out of that phase or season of discontentment. They can get you out of your feelings, as people say. 
and mm-hmm. hold, you know hold you accountable and keep you on the right track and keep you from sinking further into depression sometimes and anxiety about it and making foolish choices. So just be honest. Be honest with where you are and, and be honest about the fact that you want to get married. I think a lot of times the church, church almost, it's like they try to shame us and say, well, why do you want that? You know, maybe you have to get the singleness. And, well, Jesus was single, but Jesus was a martyr. Paul was yeah. too. You know, unless you have, like, this extreme calling where you know that that's what you're called to do and you're called to singleness, chances are God is okay with you getting married. I don't know that to be true, but, you know, again, don't give me a spiritual answer. And you didn't think it through? I mean, yeah, I yeah. love Jesus. I love Paul. He wrote most of the New Testament. <laughs> but I don't believe that God is calling me to do what they did. <laughs> so there's nothing wrong with me wanting marriage. It might not ever happen, but there's nothing wrong right. with me wanting it, right? <laughs> so be honest about what it is that you desire, yes. but be honest yes. about what it is that you're doing to keep it from happening. Don't assume mm-hmm. that it's not going to happen just because because you may not be doing everything that you can do to ensure that it happens. And right. I think the second thing is to get out of the box. It's like church, home, work, the gym, and back home. Volunteer yes. somewhere. Be a mentor <laughs> to, I don't know, a disadvantaged youth in the area. Get in, if your church has, my church has a lot of um, social events that aren't necessarily what you call churchy. And they actually provide opportunities for you to get involved in the local community. Plus, I find other means to meet people in the area. So just do what you have to do to get out of that rut so that you're um, doing things to meet new people and maintain the friendships that you have. But those are the two biggest things that I think are real-life strategies that you can do to combat the depression and anxiety that come with being somewhere you don't want to be, but also that would help you move closer to your goal. Absolutely. Well, I think those are some great strategies, and I'm sure there are many more that you could share uh, with our audience. But you know what? We are out of time. So listen, Alfie, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show, and I I want you to be able to tell people one more time how they can reach you. Sure. Authorofmyface.com, AfiPitman.com, or you can email me directly at Afi at AuthorofFaithMen.com. Awesome. Well, listen, everybody, if you have enjoyed the show today, please leave us a comment. You can go on my Facebook page at Nashawn Turner-Uniquely Design Coaching regarding today's show, or you can email me at Nashawn at UniquelyDesignCoaching.com. Again, Alfie, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and just blessing us with your insight and your wisdom. And I'm sure that many women who have heard this will go out and get your book. That's what I'm hoping for, and that they also in tune will be ready and prepared to get married and and find the Mr. Right God's way. So thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Nation, for having me. All righty. You take care. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. Listen, don't forget, if you enjoy Uniquely Designed Talk, just please click the blue follow button on Block Talk Radio and invite others to tune in every week. And remember, at Uniquely Designed Talk, it's all about empowering you to uniquely design your life. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in to Uniquely Designed Talk. Tune in every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. And remember, own who you are every day to become everything that you were meant to do and be as we empower you to uniquely design your life.